Welcome to Get Your Fix, a podcast bringing you insights and expertise in facilities management, brought to you by Vixo, changing the way the world sees facilities management. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Get Your Fix, a Vixo podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. If you're listening to this episode, you are consuming part two of a conversation with Aaron Alexander, Vice President of Client Relations, and Michael Sutherland, Vice President of Solutions Architecture, both with Vixo. They are joining us to give us more insights on facility management challenges in the grocery industry, specifically answering what are the best practices that grocery industry facility managers should be taking to heart and how should they implement them in practice. Let's go ahead and get into part two of our conversation with Aaron and Michael. All right. Now, here's another dynamic to throw your way. This one seems like one that might have been a problem for grocers for years, but maybe there's some new context to add here. And that would be just quite literally the division of duties and labor between a store operator and a facility manager and kind of not knowing who holds what responsibility, who should oversee what interpersonal tensions that can come out of that. Can you break down whether or not that has been a problem for grocers for years? And uh, if so, is this a relationship that has been met with new operational challenges as well? Uh, Give us your thoughts. From the years past, it's been a pretty... Facilities managers handled things that broke, right? So as operations leader, and I've done both sides, so I can speak to this pretty well. When I ran my store and when the stuff broke, that was my partner in crime. We called them and they fixed it. Fast forward till today. So now that partner in crime is helping me do so many more things of cleaning my store and making sure that that I'm extra safe on my parking lot, walking in all the way to my back and my restrooms. I can tell you facilities has definitely been a heightened focus in the organizations for grocery more ever than it has been before because of what facilities provides to those stores. It used to be that thankless piece of just fix it and let us run our operations. And now it's more, you guys are more of our partners and this is we need you here on the top because we can't execute and run our buildings without this being done first. Some of the stores, those customers wouldn't come in until that plexi was put in. They didn't feel safe. So, you know, we had to get the facilities to do that first before the operations could run their store. And during this pandemic, some of my customers, as we talk through what the facilities managers are responsible for, you talk a lot about tunnel vision, right? When I walk into a store, I look at my ceiling, my floor, I check my bathrooms, I look at the back room. Now these operations, are so focused on getting inventory back on the shelves, making sure that they can staff their stores because not only have they had a reduction in, you know, maybe some inventory coming in and they've had to shift and pivot so many times to make their floors look great because of issues with getting to the store of product, their staff has also shrunk. Why? Because we've offered unemployment. We've offered people to be safe at home versus coming into the environment that they're working in today. And they've chosen that that's a better choice for their family. So we've also talked a lot about how do you staff a store and those people are being pulled in different directions. So the facilities managers are being challenged when they come into the stores, not to look just at broken tile and stains in the roof. They're being challenged to look at how can they operationally make sure that the decisions they're making are doing a positive impact to the customers. How are you supporting your store manager? And if you're in the store and you see empty fixtures, how are you helping to support them to shift and make those decisions and help them with that? And taking the time to walk in the back room and even seeing how you can help them and making sure that the product is on the floor and not sitting in the the food cold area. 
So they've had to really pivot their minds and think like an operations leader and a facilities person. It's been quite intriguing. And it's actually opened their eyes because when they make a facilities decision, they're not only thinking now, how does I'm going to fix that tile, but they're also thinking, I'm, I need to do that. Plus, I need to do this because it's affecting my operations team. So they're, they're putting on two hats in the last few months. And I really think it's going to continue to happen that way. We've even had um, one of our, our customers, they did some leadership changes and they actually brought in an operational leader um, right before COVID, as soon as COVID happened, because they said, we need an operation leader over facilities that knows how our stores run to help tie these two together. And it has shifted tremendously on how facilities is managing their business. I've definitely seen historically this, the store personnel were in charge of customer experience, right? They were focused on basically making sure that the shopper had a good experience and facilities was responsible for the equipment and the building. And I have seen across multiple grocers now that facilities is also responsible for customer experience. And that means they've always been fixing the tile, but they're looking at it really through a different lens. We've spent years working with grocers to develop like operational guides, how to properly clean an oven or what are the protocols on that. And now because everybody is focused on a heightened customer experience and really trying to refine their brand, they are saying, you know, we need to outsource or we need to farm out the cleaning of these units because my store personnel don't have time for it. They're worried about safety and brands and customer experience. And the facilities people need to be able to support that as well. So we're looking at how how can we properly divvy up basically the limited dollars and, and, and the mind share associated with delivering a good customer experience. You know, we try to find what's great that's coming out of this, right? Another positive thing is facilities spend. Some organizations, it affects that P&L for the store. So it's also forged Mm -hmm. closer relationships with the store managers because when a facility decides to make an approval at a store to fix something or do something within their budget, it also affects the store manager's indirect budget on their P&L. We've talked quite a bit about how does that spend that we're making or choosing to do, and we're helping to give guidance to some of these facilities managers that maybe if you invest more money into this piece, you're going to have a better ROI come out of it. And this is what we've seen historically. You know, sometimes they get in such a mode of, I need to fix the roof. I need to fix this chunk on the curb. But we are challenging them a lot to say, if you fix that and you invest the money there, what is your store getting back out of it? Let's help you, guide you to say, let's put more investment here, whether it's planned maintenance or, you know, a greater improvement inside the store the customer experience can see versus something that they're just seeing because they're so used to that sight line um, in the past. So again, it's it's tying that operations together um, and pivoting that direction for them too. So which ties back to the budget that we talked about earlier that they're watching very closely every month right now. We are doing more analysis across grocers and any kind of retailer that are looking at bringing the maintenance cost of something and putting it against the unit revenue equation. If I can sell basically a a cup of soda for a dollar, what is the maintenance cost associated with delivering that cup of soda? Now, in that case, it's, it's fragments of pennies. But as you start to look at uh, something like how do we optimize our maintenance and all of our direct costs associated with prepackaged ground beef or uh, 
I think a great example like kombucha, right? That's a expensive unit to maintain. Mm-hmm. Right. How do we tie the maintenance cost to throughput of a unit to be able to help uh, on the revenue equation to be able to really understand uh, and build the linkage between facilities and operations? I think we've been pretty successful at that. Aaron, Michael, thanks again for joining us on part two of our VIXO conversation here on Get Your Fix. We'll be finishing up our thoughts on facility management challenges in the grocery industry in part three of our conversation. For our audience, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to get up-to-date notifications on previous and upcoming episodes. And of course, to hear our final thoughts on the subject with Aaron and Michael. Till then, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Catch you next time.